Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals. This is a new episode of Up at Dawn, my little weekly podcast, which um, I hope you guys are all enjoying so far. If you're not, let me know. If you are, let me know. Uh, This week, we are going to cover some national news, and uh, we have a little bit of a topic, and some questions. So uh, let's rock and roll. Let's get her done. And now time for some news. In Maine, the COVID-19 cases have risen to 1,565 confirmed cases. And of those, 69 have resulted in deaths. The mortality rate for the state of Maine is 4.4%. Um, for the whole country, it's around 1,420,000 confirmed cases with 84,109 deaths for a percentage of 5.9 mortality rate. So, people, if you think it's a flu, it's not a goddamn motherfucking flu, okay? It's not. Because the flu doesn't have that high of a goddamn mortality rate. So stop fucking thinking it's the flu, because it's fucking not. I'm just saying. Anyways... The great state of Wisconsin reopened uh, their bars, apparently, after the court uh, of that state, I believe it's the uh, the Supreme Court of the state, uh, threw out the quarantine order uh, signed by the governor there. So, of course, guess where a shit ton of people in Wisconsin hit today? They hit the the fucking baths. I cannot express how incredibly not bright this was, (laughs) considering there are other states that are still under quarantine and still under stay-at-home orders that aren't doing this, but yet because some people are flipping their lids that, you know, they can't go to their baths. You know, we're probably going to have to stay closed for even longer. And you know what? I get fucking people are scared. I get people want to go back to work. I get it. People want to go back to normal. There is no more normal. Normal went away. Dealing with this bullshit, with this pandemic is unfortunately our new normal for right now. And as much as I hate to say it, we haven't been dealing with it very fucking well. Um, A doctor that used to work, I believe, for um, Health and Human Services, uh, Dr. Bright, testified in front of Congress today and basically went up one side of the Trump administration and down the other for their sloppy and clusterfuckery response. Um, So basically, (laughs) basically he said that it was just a shit show and that we have wasted precious time in 
taking care of the response to begin with. Um, I believe that one thing that was mentioned was that Trump downplayed the coronavirus because he was afraid of how the stock market would react. Um, what to say to this, guys, gals, non-binary pals? What to say? Um, I think the stock market would be better off if less people died than more people, which is what we're probably going to be dealing with. But that's just my opinion. Anyways... Newsweek today reported that the FDA says that reefer trailers used as body storage can carry food even if body fluids leaked out from victims. goes on to state that, it, that trucks and storage units need to be thoroughly cleaned and disinfected. However, the FDA also states that thoroughly cleaning said units should be viewed only as recommendations and not as a legally enforceable responsibility. So, <laughs> so here's the thing with that, okay? Reefer trailers, for those not in the logistics business or not in the retail business, reefer trailers are refrigerated trailers. Um, you know, after a massive... Disaster, unfortunately, that's what some reefer trailers are put into service as. Um, they are used as temporary morgues because there may not be a morgue. There may not be any room in the morgue. So, unfortunately, reefer trailers are and can get used as morgues. Um, what to say about the FDA not legally enforcing the responsibility to fucking clean and disinfect trailers and storage units that were used to hold dead bodies from COVID-19. The FDA should be motherfucking ashamed of themselves and really, really need to take a good fucking look at what the fuck they're even upholding at this point. I don't know who the motherfuck released this shit, but no. It is not, it should not be a fucking recommendation. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if I don't want my fucking freight coming in on a goddamn trailer that had body fluid from a COVID-19 patient. Um, that doesn't fly well with me. Thankfully, I know that um, that doesn't occur because the company that I work for has marked trailers and I believe that the trailers weren't marked, but that's beside the case. Anything, especially reefer trailers used to hold bodies, you fucking quarantine them. You fucking 
you fucking clean and disinfect them repeatedly until that shit is gone. It's not difficult. And for the FDA, for the fucking FDA to say (laughs) that that's a recommendation, I don't know who the fuck is leading the FDA, but they need to get fucking canned. Just saying, they need to get their ass booted right out of that job. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, Mr. Elon Musk reopened a factory in, uh, I believe it was Fremont, California, against the current regulations over there. Uh, supposedly he has uh, PPE plans in place to protect his workers, but you never know. Um, a lot of people are up in arms about this decision because if anybody refuses to go back, I'm sorry, if you hear meowing in the background, it's my mom's cat. (laughs) Um, if, if people refuse to go back that work for him, they cannot claim unemployment. They're, they're up a creek without a paddle, basically. Um, and that's not cool. I mean, this dude has fucking money up the asshole. And he's basically forcing people to choose between, you know, going back to work and maybe, you know, having some PPE or, you know, playing it safe, staying at home and saying, well, you're SOL, you know, go find another job. I don't think that's okay. Uh, the Pentagon removed the, their lead official responsible for executing the Defense Protection Act. Supposedly, she's going to be um, laterally transferred to another position in the Navy. And <laughs> Devin Nunes, a member of the House of Representatives uh, from California, admitted to ballot harvesting, admitting, admitted to wanting to ballot harvest, which he also admitted on Fox News is illegal in 49 states. <laughs> so somebody happened to catch this on the Twitters and uh, and they tagged some, some FBI agencies, some FBI field offices in it. And I say, way to go, guys. Way to go. Hopefully the Bureau takes it seriously. And they bust down down some doors. That's all I'm saying. And that has been the news. So tonight's topic of discussion, which I was given by my good friend Steph down in the greatest city in the known universe, Boston, Mass., Um, she asked me, how are people with season tickets and or public works or, you know, essential employees, how do they, how are they handling the crisis? So my guess is this, um, my guess is that if you have season tickets, that you're probably pretty steamed, (laughs) But at the same time, like, you know, 
Major League Baseball, the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. They can't at this time and in good conscience open up the stadiums. They can't because there's no way in hell that anybody's going to be able to social distance, you know, in in any way, shape, or form. Um, and this may be a little bit of a controversial, eh, excuse me, controversial um, take on the timing of the coronavirus. But honestly, I'm glad that it kind of hit us earlier in the year than in the middle of baseball season. Because that would have been really fucking bad. And I mean really fucking bad. Um, not saying that, you know, getting hit with it at all is is good. I'm absolutely not. But I can't even imagine the damage that would have been done had the coronavirus hit us in the middle of Major League Baseball season. Like, like if just one person at a fucking baseball game had that shit, you know, who knows how many people they could have spread that to and who those people could have spread it to. It's, it's scary. I mean, each stadium would have become like an epicenter of, you know, COVID-19. So, you know, as much as, as much as I, as I kind of envy people with season tickets, because goddamn, <laughs> having season tickets to Red Sox game would just be a fucking dream. Um, you know, as much as I envy them, I think that, you know, they're, they're probably handling it much like the rest of us are, us, us poor folk that have to buy bleacher seats or <laughs> or seats with obstructed view. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really shitty situation to be in. Uh, hopefully the, you know, hopefully the major, you know, the major league baseball teams will, will, um, you know, refund them, you know, the, the price or, or what have you of the tickets. I can't imagine anybody not refunding, <laughs> you know, season's tickets for the season or not refunding any tickets at all. I can't imagine that happening. So hopefully they're going to be getting their money back. Um, as far as people that are essential employees. So in my two jobs, one of which I haven't started yet. Um, I am deemed an essential employee. So, um, I, you know, I have a day job and I have a night job and my day job, I haven't started yet because of COVID-19. Um, and hopefully, hopefully I'll start it next week. Uh, we'll see. Um, but my night job, I work as a I, I work in retail and I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> you know, the lowest people on the totem pole as far as getting paid are 
are those that are currently still working because without, without, you know, without supermarkets being open, without fast food joints being open, you know, without those places being open, this country would have fucking had a goddamn meltdown by now. Like, God fucking forbid somebody did not get their McDonald's, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so I honestly think that, <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, that, you know, people are flipping out because, you know, oh my God, I can't go in and I have to go through the drive through of the McDonald's. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that life would be a lot worse for a great many more people if retail was shut down or drastically inconvenienced. That is what I am saying. Um, I haven't really, and this is just me personally, I haven't really had any issues. Um, and I'm just basically handling it like everybody else is, you know, if I go out and about, I wear a mask. I have, you know, plenty of hand sanitizer in my car. I have, um, I have some disinfectant wipes in my car that I use. And, um, you know, you, you got to take it day by day. You have to. Um, and, you know, even though I believe travel in the state was um, was basically designed so that people were just going to essential, you know, doing essential travel only, you know, I, I have not been stopped either coming from my job or heading to my job. And the one thing that really that really kind of hit home for me as far as how serious um, this whole thing is being taken. Um, I should say two things, actually. Um, sorry, yawned. <laughs> um, didn't get a lot of sleep last night because I worked. Um, the two things that really kind of brought it home was that, uh, I was giving, I was given a letter, um, to present to law enforcement if I got pulled over, um, for breaking any type of curfew, basically saying that I worked for, you know, company A and I was an, and I was an essential employee. Um, so that was just like, whoa, <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, the second thing that made it hit home was that this same company actually released a, um, a voicemail to all of its employees thanking them for their hard work. And I have never in the 20 years off and on that I have been working for said company, that has never happened. That has never happened. So the company that I work for in retail, they're taking it very seriously. Um, 
which honestly, there's really no other way to fucking take it. Um, and, and I think they're doing a great job. You know, I think everybody's doing the best they can with what they have to deal with. Um, sorry again, yawnage. Um, with my other job, and this is actually segueing into um, into a question I got. So you'll have to forgive me, Charlie. I'm not answering in this on the question segment. Um, I haven't started my day job yet, which I've been hired for, um, because I'm waiting on, or I should say the company that I got hired for is waiting on a piece of technology for me and for some other employees, um, which has been halted due to COVID-19. Apparently the factory that either made these, um, these pieces of tech or, you know, was a warehouse that, that housed them, uh, completely closed down. So, um, you know, we're waiting on those and hopefully we get them so I can, so I can do what I need to do. Um, I'm a little nervous about starting. <laughs> I bought a uh, hundred and some odd dollars worth of clothes. So, you know, I want to look snastastically amazing. And, um, and yeah, so, um, so hopefully things work out. And, uh, yeah, if anybody has, um, has any stories about how in, essential employees are handling the crisis, uh, please let me know, leave a comment. Um, obviously I'm sure that those working in, you know, the healthcare fields, you know, working as, you know, in the hospitals have a much different view and are handling it far differently than people in retail. Like there's no chance in hell they're handling it the same because they're around it day in and day out. Um, but yeah, just feel free to leave me a comment and let me know. And that has been tonight's topic. So now time for some questions. Guys, gals, non-binary pals. My questions tonight all come from Charlie. And he's a maverick and he knows it. Um, <laughs> so he asks me four questions. And so I will hope to answer them all. Although with the last one, I may need to, uh, to switch that up a little bit. <laughs> and you know why, Charlie, you know why. Um, so his first question is, do you think that there will be more stimulus money? Um, my answer to that is yes, I do. Um, although once again, I don't think the Democrats or specific Democrats are going to get the two grand a month that they wanted to get originally. I think it's going to be just the regular $1,200 a month. Um, which I heard that Trump was amenable to, um, signing off on. I believe I heard that today on, on a Twitter post somewhere. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, I think that Steve Mnuchin, 
uh, needs to pull his head out of his ass and realize that $1,200 a month for some people doesn't cut it. Um, and he was just like, oh, well, you know, $1,200, that should last people 10 weeks. Well, no. I mean, some people's rent is through the roof. It's more than $1,200. You know, when you're expecting them to live, you're expecting them to pay their bills, expect them to get food and, and you know, take care of their family on $1,200. Please get out of here with that. I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure this dude has never lived a day poor in his life. Um, if he thinks that the regular, you know, citizen who lives on a week to week, day to day paycheck is going to be able to stretch out a twelve hundred, you know, uh, a twelve hundred dollar stimulus check for ten weeks for two and a half months, I don't. Hadley think so. Um, so that's what I think about that. Um, honestly, while I would obviously prefer, you know, the, um, the monthly $2,000, uh, stimulus check, I highly, highly doubt that's going to go through. Um, just because, um, that's that's how the game is played. You know, that's how the game is played. If that was to go through, then the Republicans would would say, oh, well, these mega millionaire companies, they need to get uh, tax credits and tax write offs and they need to be protected. Um, and I just don't think that the two grand a month will happen. I think that that's unfortunately, I think it's a pipe dream. Um how was your first week of your new job? I have not started yet. Uh, I may be starting tomorrow based on whether or not they receive the technology that they've been waiting on. Uh, I was hoping to kind of hear back from them today to, to make a game plan about what I'd be doing tomorrow, but I didn't hear back from them. So, um, you know, there's only certain things I can do. If I hear back from them tomorrow, then great. If not, um, you know, that's okay too. I'm looking forward to starting either way. And I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to, uh, to help some people. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to helping people at the educational skill level that I have and, you know, not downing my previous job at all, but, um, I started doing that type of work in 2010 and the the level of education that you needed to go into community mental health at the time and I'm fairly certain that the uh that it hasn't changed was a high school diploma um and when I started back in 2010 I had my bachelor's degree so I really think that for community mental health, I think that it needs to be retooled like from the bottom up. I think that people that, um, I think that, you know, by and large, the people that 
choose to work in community mental health positions and community, um, you know, like PSS positions where they're, where they're physically helping people, you know, either wash themselves, bathe themselves, clean up after themselves, what have you, you know, by and large, the people that work in these jobs, they're good people. They're decent people. They bust their ass. However, I think that there needs to be a level of education higher than a high school diploma. Um, I think that, you know, unfortunately there are some people that go into this job and, you know, they don't take it seriously or they mistake, you know, talking with a client to talking to a friend. And I cannot tell you the amount of times where I've had clients say to me, I felt like I was, I felt like I was counseling the staff. And this was the client saying this, the client that had, you know, that we're trying to assist with their mental illnesses and trying to assist out in the community. They would say to me, I feel like I had to counsel the staff. And that is a sure sign that that's not okay. Um, that they're not in the correct line of work. So um, with that said, I look forward to my new role. And, um, you know, I, I really... I really want to help people at my educational skill level. So we'll see. Um, where do you see this podcast going? I see this podcast uh, continuing to drive through the fog of the future because I have no idea where this podcast is going to go. <laughs> uh, um, I would like this podcast to gain more traction and become more popular. But will it? I don't know. Um, you know, just speaking about the questions segment, um, I can say for a fact that, uh, you've been, I think the only person that sent me in questions for at least a couple weeks. Uh, so I would like more, um, back and forth discussion, um, you know, more questions being asked of me, more, you know, people asking me for advice, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just me though. You know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, more shit happens, you know, and I've been trying to drum up interest on my Twitter, which is at Dawn underscore pod. So that's how you can find my podcast. Um, and I actually have a number of podcast accounts following me now, which is pretty cool. Um, and I've all thanked them for it because, hey, you know, it's only polite. I have a number of people following me as well. So, again, very cool. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see this podcast become popular. But, honestly, you know, with everything going on, I just I just basically started this podcast because I was bored and I was on my first week of a week and a half layoff <laughs> due to COVID-19. So, um, 
you know, whether it goes somewhere or not, only the future can tell. Um, let's see. What was that last question again? What role do you play at the humanitarian organization that you volunteer for? And keep in mind, I volunteer for them and my opinions are my own. So I, uh, I have been trained in a number of, um, different areas for said humanitarian organization, which I deeply love. And that's not me spouting bullshit. That's me stating straight facts. Like I love, I love this organization with my whole heart. I do. Um, but I've, I've done a number of different roles and that's what I like about it. Um, you know, at first I thought there was only like a couple roles that, that you could play or that you could do in a humanitarian organization such as this. But as it turns out, there's a role for basically anybody, you know, if you're interested in organization and, um, you know, you happen to have a lot of experience working retail, you could do logistics. If you happen to be a mental case, excuse me, a mental health worker who has an MSW, you can be, um, doing disaster mental health. Um, if you're a nurse, you can be doing, uh, disaster healthcare, you know, um, there are a wide, wide, just areas upon areas upon areas of roles that people can play. Um, I happen to have, um, I would say three different roles that are somewhat interconnected, um, but yet are different enough to make things interesting. And I think that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, not necessarily because it, it downs the organization at all, but, um, I really don't want this to create any flack. Um, and I, <laughs> I really don't want to be removed, uh, from said organization. Um, not that I, not that I would necessarily, but, um, the way I trash talk certain people on here, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. So, um, so yeah, those are all the questions I have. Please feel free to send me more at my Facebook, which is, if I can pull it up, um, let me see, which is facebook.com up at dawn. And those are all, uh, with little, not really hashtags, but the little, you know, line between the words. <laughs> Don't hate me. Okay. <laughs> I'm friggin' tired. <laughs> and, um, I'm also, uh, available obviously at, at dawn pod, uh, on Twitter. So feel free to, uh, feel free to contact me. I don't bite. Um, and, uh, I'm willing to answer any question thrown at me as long as it's not like, 
you know, too, too personal. Um, you know, hook me up with, hook me up with questions. Hook me up with topics you want me to talk about. Hook me up with, you know, shit that you want me to like, um, fucking, you know, answer or give advice for. Cause I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, yeah, just hook me up and, uh, and let me know. I'd be glad to, uh, to get some, you know, to get some, some more content for sure. So guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this has been another episode of Up at Dawn. My little weekly podcast of... (laughs) Or maybe I should call it my little weekly bitch fest. (laughs) Um, You can find me on seven different listening platforms, such as Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Spotify. So feel free to look me up on any one of those lovely listening platforms, or you can find me on Twitter at Dawn underscore pod, all lowercase. Please feel free to uh, contact me, send me DMs, send me snarky comments. (laughs) Tell me, tell me that the podcast blows. (laughs) I don't bite. Um, And basically, I am looking for more uh, people to get involved. So, I mean, even if y'all fucking hate the podcast, you know, at least I know. Um, But I hope you don't hate it and that you'll stick with me for a new episode next week. Talk to you soon.